NetBank Business Accelerator with 702. Thank you very much, Derek. And, uh, of course, it is NetBank Business Accelerator with the 702. This is when uh, Pablo comes through. He assists us as we look back at some of the businesses that we have profiled here on the program. Pav, good to see you. Good to see you, too. All good? Yeah, very good. Fabulous. What are we looking at today? What business are we reviewing? We're going to be speaking to Ian Lester from Beyond Wireless. And the reason I selected to, to review this business is because... There are a lot of changes happening in the healthcare space as one big trend. There's this idea called 4P, and it's all about predictive, personalized, preventative, participatory. That's what the 4P stand for. And it's going to create a world where we will be able to predict ahead of time when when you're going to get sick through genome sequencing. Hmm. We're going to be able to personalize the treatment around it. We're going to be able to prevent it happening from you through very clever surgery and very clever drugs, and you will be expected to participate in it. And you've already seen the very early stages of these devices that you wear that report on your heart rate, your respiratory rate, etc., etc. This is the stuff that's going to get us to live to 150, and it's happening at pace. The second... (laughs) (laughs) That looks like you got scary eyes when I said that. (laughs) The second thing that's really happening is that, you know, this migration, and we've seen, we've seen the impact of migration. It's happening at a tremendous rate, yeah. right around the world, in fact. And there are a lot of very negative reactions to it. A lot of them are inward looking. A lot of them are people playing their fears rather than playing their hopes. Yeah. And one of the big issues that we have to be concerned about is that people who are coming from, let's call it emerging economies, migrating to uh, better developed economies, are coming from places where vaccines and the integrity of the vaccine is vital, but absolutely vital for disease prevention. It often doesn't work that you can take a vaccine, the vaccine doesn't work because the cold chain from point of manufacture all the way through to wherever it might be into deep, dark, wherever it is, is broken. And the moment the cold chain is broken, that vaccine is redundant. Ian solves that. He's playing into 4P medicine, and he solves the cold chain for vaccines. Fabulous. Well, Ian is on the line. Ian Lester, uh, Beyond Wireless for Business Accelerator. Ian, hi. Hey, Kolani. Hey, Pablo. Are you well, Ian? Very well, thank you. Uh, Pablo has set up it, has set uh, your story up so nicely. I just want to pick up on this issue of uh, cold chain, the cold chain. Explain why it is so important for a vaccine. Well, Kolani, the the cold chain, of course, is a very long thing, as Pablo alluded to. It starts at the manufacturer, most of which uh, sit in Europe. They then get put on refrigerated containers, which then get shipped into all these different countries around the world, where they go into central stores, where they move on to regional stores, and eventually land up in hospitals, clinics, and pharmacies. And in some cases, those vaccines get carried into remote villages by healthcare workers, where they get put into the children's veins to prevent potentially life-threatening illnesses. That very complex cold chain, of course, if any part of it gets broken, it can have extremely dire consequences in terms of not only the health of individuals, but the health of a country. Yeah, when you consider the fact that these diseases can spread and you know, create ec- epidemics and so on. Mm. But what is being done about the last mile then, especially in rural areas? Well, it's such an important point because the last mile, you know, by sheer volume, if you think of the cold chain as a pyramid with the central store being at the top, then the regional stores, and then, of course, the, the clinics and the hospitals and the pharmacies, those clinics, hospitals, and pharmacies far outnumber the upstream part of the supply chain. And although the commercial risk there is lowest, the risk of damage to that product is highest. So 
recently legislation was passed in South Africa about a year ago, which requires anybody distributing, selling or, or storing vaccines to have temperature monitoring technology in place. And we're pleased to say that many organizations have been fairly proactive in the adoption of, that, of this technology to make sure that they maintain their culture and at the last mile. And I suppose the, the most important question for any parent, uh, that includes me, I have a four-month-old daughter, suppose, to, how do I know that a vaccine is active or useful? Well, uh, yeah, again, Pani, is such a crucial question because you know, legislation can only go so far. And, and I think it is incumbent upon each and every one of us as parents to ask the question. Yeah, and, and I'll expand it beyond just children and look at ourselves. Yeah, if, you, if you consider many of us will travel in and out of, out of uh, you know, Africa into foreign countries where there are things like yellow fever, uh, which are contagious diseases and can be immunized against. So when you walk into whether it be a travel clinic or a pharmacy and you're going to immunize yourself or your child against a potentially life-threatening illness, it is so important to ask the person giving you that vaccine to say, has this product been kept at the right temperature? And if it hasn't been kept at the right temperature or if they cannot provide proof of the same, then move on. Get the product elsewhere. For the simple reason is that you're quite literally dealing with life and death. And at the end of the day, it's your child's life and health that you're playing with. So a crucial question. What a business, hey, Pav? It is a, it's a great business. And, you know, Lani, for the last four or five years, the rage specifically, especially in the United States, has been about these businesses that they call unicorns. Mm. And a unicorn is a business that is moving towards a billion-dollar valuation. And if I look at this business, in effect, it falls into the Internet of Things. It's very similar to a business that was bought a couple of years ago for $3.4 billion by Google called Nest, Mm. which simply monitored temperatures inside the home. What Ian's business allows is they are operating an Internet of Things capability in some of the most bandwidth-poor regions of the world. Mm. They are integrated into the entire supply chain of the World Health Organization. And I think that if Ian started to play his cards right and start communicating more on a PR level to the Googles of the world, the Facebooks of the world, the Microsofts of the world, we could see a South African gem over here being translated into a billion-dollar sale. Watch this business. It's called Beyond Wireless. Uh, Ian is, in a couple of years' time, going to sell this business for over a billion dollars, says Pavlo. Hey, Ian? (laughs) From his lips to God's ears. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Congratulations to you. Fantastic. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, then. uh, Ian Lester of Beyond Wireless. What a business. Fantastic. So what are we looking at tomorrow? Okay, tomorrow, uh, we're going into the chemical industry tomorrow. Both businesses, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. Both of them, South African-born, bred and built. Both of them doing work internationally. And both of them moving very high up the valuation stakes again. Fabulous. I can't wait. Pablo Fitidis, thanks indeed. So, yes, uh, tune in then tomorrow morning. Uh, John Robbie will be reviewing a business together with uh, Pav. Uh, NetBank Business Accelerator with 702. Make taking your business to the next level happen.